I mean, it's obvious God has a special plan for my life. Why did my brothers do this to me? I only did what my father asked for. A dream has come true. I mean, it's not nice to be sold as a slave by your own brothers. But here, yeah, it's okay. I won't die in here. Because I did everything right. Didn't I learn my lessons when my brothers sold me a slave? Now I'm dying because of them. God, your thoughts and plans are so much higher than mine. We started a brand new series about From Dream to Destiny, and the title is The Success Test. I ask you last weekend for a favor. I ask you, could you pray for me because I will go with my two sons ski jumping. And here is a picture of the ski jumping arena. Check it out. That's why you had to pray for me. And it was yesterday. And now I'm here, healthy, strong, I laugh, I'm a good mood. And now comes the question, have I passed the test, yes or no? Hmm, good question. Dew, rain, and wind, they closed the facility. I could not jump. I could not jump. This is crazy. I mean, three months of sunshine, and somebody in the church start to fast and pray for Pastor Leo, and in one day start to rain and wind. Don't fast anymore. I want to jump it. Now let's go back to the story of Joseph. He faced 10 tests in his life in 13 years, 10 tests. And here's the thing, every test came out of the blue. When God is testing you, it always comes out of the blue. You, you, you will never be prepared very, very well. In Genesis chapter 39, verse one to six, the Bible is an amazing Bible. Let's read it together on the screen. Are you ready on the screen? Good. It's a very long Bible verse. I can, I can do it. I can do it. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian who was on as Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard, bought him from the Ismaelites who had taken him there. The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered. He prospered. And he lived in the house of the Egyptian's master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord gave him the success in everything he did. What a lucky boy was Joseph, right? Joseph found the favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted of his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptians because of Joseph. That's why choose your friends wisely. Joseph will be a good friend. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything, now comes the point, except the food he ate. How cool is that? 
You can read here, the favor of God was with Joseph and God prospered everything what Joseph did. And here is a sequence how Joseph felt in that amazing moment. A dream has come true. I mean, it's not nice to be sold as a slave by your own brothers. But here, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> From a slave to the counselor of Potiphar. What a story. And it's good to feel his trust and the trust of the whole house. And to have a new family. I could use my coat here very well. I have to see that everything rests like it is. Be humble, Joseph, and show that you have learned your lessons. I know a lot of people think, oh, Joseph, he had the favor of God, he was blessed by God, this was a lucky buy, and somehow God loved him a little bit more than the rest. But this is actually not the case. I want to teach tonight about four keys why Joseph had the favor of God and why Joseph prospered. And the key number one, it's always the word of God. Because Joseph, he believed in the word of God. He believed that the word of God is actually the foundation in his life. In Psalm 1, verse 1 and 3, it's an amazing Bible verse. It's even a song that a lot of churches are singing, even that song. Blessed is the one who take, does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates in his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruits in season and whose leaves does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. Here is the word prosper. When we stick in the word of God, that means we are prospering in every area of our lives. What is the benefit of reading the Bible day and night? It's very simple. When you read the Bible, we read, for example, the story of Joseph. When we face a pit test like Joseph, we lose everything in one moment and we don't see any way out anymore. We are running out of ideas. We don't see any solution anymore. When we read that story in the Bible, we know God finds a way out. And this creates in me the faith, the hope, with God, everything is possible. That's the benefit of reading the Bible. Or when you're facing tests, Joseph only faced 10 tests, the ego test, the pride test, insecurity, the fear test. God is chipping things away in my life. I say, God, I'm not the only person who faces some tests. Joseph passed all the tests and I can do it as well. Or if I face the rob test, because the brothers, they believed the blessing, the favor was in the rope. And they believed when we take the rope away from Joseph, the favor is away. The blessing is away. And they took the, the rope away from Joseph. What happened? He was still blessed. Nobody on planet Earth can steal something from you. 
the benefit of reading the Bible day and night, it creates the faith in me that nobody on earth can steal anything from me. Can I hear an amen? Because Christ lives in me. I read an amazing quote some weeks ago. Because Christ lives in me, trials cannot stop me. People cannot break me. Money cannot buy me. Haters cannot silence me. Demons cannot defeat me. You are so super quiet all the time. This is good news. When I read the Bible, trials cannot stop me. People cannot break me. Money cannot buy me. Haters cannot silence me. Demons cannot defeat me. This is the reason why I challenge you. Read the Bible because this creates in me the faith. Everything is possible with God all Mighty. The key number two, in the Word of God, you will find an amazing key. The Word of God unlocks faith in me. Faith in me, that means everything is possible. I want to challenge you to read the Bible a little bit more. Uh, the last week, uh, I was, had like a day off and I was reading the Bible in, in um, Joshua, the whole, the whole book of Joshua. And I was asking God, is there any word for the next season of our ICF movement? Because we planted almost 100 churches around Europe. And I was seeking God for the advice, for direction for the next season. And I just was reading Joshua. They conquered the land and they, they, they conquered that city and then the next city and the next city. And the Bible says, after they conquered one third of the land... Every tribe was happy. They stopped conquering the land. And then was in another chapter, just one Bible verse, and God spoke to me, and it hit me in my spirit. That Bible verse said, when Joshua was super old, God spoke to him, get up, there is more land to conquer. And when I was chilling and reading the Bible, God said to me, you are not young anymore, Pastor Leo. I turned 50 this year. I look young because of Botox. <laughs> Swiss Botox. Not just kidding. It's just the nature, the blessing of God. But God said to me, you're not young anymore. And there is more nation to conquer. There is more city to plant churches. Get up, Pastor Leo. You can do stronger and even more. Why I'm saying this to you right now? Because sometimes it's just one Bible verse. It hits your spirit. And God is leading and guiding you in a fresh direction. And this is why I want to challenge you. Read the Bible because God speaks to the Bible in you and creates faith in me. And faith creates in me the next key. This is obedience. And obedience is a very, very, very important word. Because often people confuse certain things. Mike Bilevacci preached in our ICF conference, I don't know, some two years ago, and he dropped one quote. And I will never forget the quote anymore. He said, the love language of God is obedient. Is obedience. The love language of God is obedience. The love language of my wife is spending time with me. 
It costs not so much money, just a lot of time. But the love language of God is obedience. And I heard it and it hit me really. It changed a little bit the perspective how I thought about God. Uh, before my summer break, uh, I, I flew out to Germany. I preached in Germany. And very early in the morning, my, drive, my wife, she drove me to the airport. And this is, was the scenery at the airport about 6 o'clock in the morning. And I took a picture because you can see the sun is breaking into the darkness. And God spoke to me that morning and said, when you preach in Germany, breakthroughs will happen while you're preaching. I said, oh God, I'm super pumped to go to Germany and see some breakthroughs. And I had a very complex flight. I arrived there in Germany and during worship time, God spoke to me. And he said to me, before you enter the stage, before you preach the word of God, you pay the flight by yourself. You pay, the, you pay the hotel by yourself. You pay the food, the lunch, and the dinner by yourself. By yourself. Me. God speaks to you in 10 seconds, a lightning bolt moment. If you wait 10 seconds, the voice of God is away. I said, God, you cannot do it. They have invited me. This is a very expensive preaching for me. Usually when you eat, you're not, you're not bringing the bill before you ate. You ate and then you bring the bill and you have to pay before I preach. I don't get it. And God said, the love language is obedience. Have you ever felt moments where you're not super happy about what God is challenging you to do? I'm the only guy. Maybe the only guy, I'm honest. Of all the preachers. And I said to the guy who invited me, oh, uh, I'm so sorry, before I entered the stage, I cannot preach the word of God. God spoke to me. And he was like, oh my gosh, oh, well, so, uh, easy, chill the base. It's good for you. Not good for me, good for you. I said, I paid the flight by myself. I played the hotel, the food, everything. And he said, why? He said, don't blame me. <laughs> and I was obedient. And always before summer break, it's not a good season because I saved some money for my vacation. And I preached the message and while I was preaching, God gave me one of the most sharpest prophetic words I ever had in my ministry. I saw a lady, I could point the finger on her, said, you're sitting in the third row, the second seat, and you are sick for many, many years. And I could tell her everything about his past and said to her, I've never done it before. I want to ask you, come to the front. And I believe right now God will heal you. She was sick for more than 12 years. She went from doctor to doctor, from hospital to hospital. Nothing worked out. She came to the front. I prayed for her and immediately she was healed. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. You know, I asked God, why has this happened? And God said to me, there is a link. Obedience is always the foundation for signs and miracles. Obedience is always the key 
for the favor of God, for the blessings of God, for all the miracles. And often we say, where are the miracles of God? My question is, have you unlocked the obedience part in your life and God spoke to you? You said, yes to God, I will do it, even though I don't feel it at the moment. You can see in two areas, I want to open a, a, a topic right now. There are two areas where I get the most emails from people. There are two areas where the church is split in two parts. The first part is money, and the second part is sexuality. And in both areas, the Bible says Joseph was faithful according to the word of God. He was strong in giving, and he was faithful in the area of sexuality. And in those two areas, people often say, I don't agree about this and that. For example, they say, tithing, it's the Old Testament. It's the old law. Old. They're saying to me, there is an old God and there is a new God. I had no clue that God is old and God can be new. I always heard God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God hasn't changed his DNA. Giving was always and will be always a part of the kingdom of God. Sexuality, people think, oh, I can do, I have the feeling, love cannot be wrong, and they do whatever they like, and they, they turn those topics the way they feel is right, but Joseph never did it. He was faithful and straight, and I want to open right now these two questions, and I will bring you an amazing Bible verse. And while I read this morning in the church, it was so quiet like never before. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 and 10. Should people cheat God? Oh, that's a good question. Yet you have cheated me, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithe and the offerings to me. You are under a curse. When Swiss people reading the word curse, we will say, God, pause for a moment. We are Swiss people. We are neutral. We will never use such a strong word. We will say, uh, it's, could you do me maybe a favor? More like, you know, Swiss people, we are polite. But here says in the English Bible, curse! Okay, curse! For your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out the blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Now comes the question, which part of that Bible verse are you reading? The curse? Or, wow, the blessing. I am a positive Swiss guy. Says, oh God, if you open the windows of heaven, bless me. Me, me too, me, I don't see the curse. And I want to explain you the link between obedience 
and the favor. With a very simple illustration, I have rented, invited one of the best bakery in ICS Zurich. His name is Joel Fögeli. Let's give him a big, big hand. So, have you ever heard about the cake blessing? This is actually only a cake base. The cake base means Jesus Christ is my foundation. He is my savior. He has forgiven all my sins and all my uh, mistakes in my life. And he has written my name in the book of eternal life. I am belonging to the family of God. This is like a cake base, but a cake base. Be honest, this is not even a cake. But on the cake base, the Bible says obedience is like the fruits when you put the fruits, obedience on the cake base, this is the moment that you, oh my goodness, this is yummy. This is, oh, this is very tasty. This is, oh my goodness, this is an amazing cake. Obedience are like fruits on the cake base. And on the fruit, on the obedience comes the cream. Every good cake has some cream on the top. And the cream means the favor of God, prosperity, the blessing and everything. Can you see it? A cake has three parts. But the favor is always on the top of the fruits. The, the, the blessing is never just on the base cake. Often people mixing the grace of God. Oh, grace of God means there's the cream. No, you're mixing something, you stupid Christian. I want to read it to you. No, I need it. Second, just wait. I need it. Here is the Bible verse. Are you ready? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26 and 28. Look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. Again, two crazy words. Blessing, curse. Oh my gosh. You will be blessed if, if you obey the commands of the Lord. Your God that I'm giving you today, but you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord, your God, and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. And when the Bible says between the curse and the blessing, often people think if I do something wrong, God takes the whole cake and kicks it away. That means curse. No, 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 don't be so negative. The curse means, this is my foundation, the cake base. I cannot lose my relationship with Christ. He is my savior. He is my savior. And when I stand under the umbrella of God, when I stand in the light of God, this is my position. I am blessed. Curse doesn't mean God does something active. I cannot lose my relationship with Christ like the cake base. But curse means, watch and learn, I have chosen to wake away, walk away. 
If I walk away, I still have the cake base. I still have Jesus Christ as my Savior. But Savior and Lord, it's not the same topic. The Lord means obedience are the fruits and on the fruits are the favor of God. You cannot lose relationship with Jesus Christ. Even if say money, sexuality, I, I, I don't believe in that. You can walk away from that blessing and still you have Jesus Christ as your Savior. Like you cook base, you cannot lose it. But if I'm going back, I say, God, you are my Lord. And I build on the cook base the fruits, obedience, and the blessing. This is the meaning of these two Bible verses. How cool is that? Now, obedience unlocks the last box. It's God's favor. And in the favor of God, it's the word success. And I want to read three stories in the Bible about the blessing in Genesis chapter 39, verse 23. The keeper of the prison did not look any, into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made him prosper. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 and 13. When Isaac planted his crops, that year the harvest a hundred times more grain than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Second King 18 verse 7. And the Lord was with him and he was successful in whatever he undertook. And the Bible always speaks about the blessing and the favor and often people think in two directions. Either they think in prosperity. Have you ever heard people, they believe in the prosperity gospel that say, if you're Christians, you never get sick. You're going from glory to glory, from health to health, from money to money, from house to houses. It's the zzz, zzz, zzz. The zzz blessing, houses, cars, wife. It's only one. Um, they believe in that, in the prosperity gospel. Pros, 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 pros. Success means you, you're never sick. You have everything every day. You're in a super good mood. If your wife is not in a good mood, she's not in prosperity gospel. And a lot of young people, especially in Switzerland, they don't like the word prosperity anymore because they're growing up anyhow super rich. More people believing in poverty. They say, oh, if you're following Jesus Christ... You carry, you carry the cross. It's about God breaks you. A Christian cannot be rich. A Christian cannot drive a Ferrari. A Christian cannot have so much money. And when you buy a t-shirt or a shirt or uh, a jeans, you have five kids, the jeans goes from kid to kid. And when you're drinking a tea, you make out of one tea, three teas, because we give a lot of money to the kingdom of God. This is like poverty mentality. And there's a lot of churches either in prosperity or in poverty. And I have to be honest, both, I don't find it in the Bible. To be really honest for myself. 
Success means in the story of Joseph means something different. Success means in the Bible, God provides. God provides in every moment. Success means God provides. Paul is actually saying, I had seasons where I had so many stuff, things. I had seasons where not enough. I was warm. I had cold. I was sick. I was healthy. I had all different areas. But there's one thing for sure God always provides in every moment in my life. And why is this important to know? Because the provision is for sure from God Almighty. Now I want to do a little bit background information because I like the Hebrew meaning of the word prosperity. Are you ready? The word of prosperity in Hebrew means two things. To push forward or make progress. In the Greek language, prosperity means to help on the road. The meaning of prosperity means God pushes me in the right direction. Because pushing means often in the German language something negative. Don't push me. But God pushes me in the area of my marriage to be a better husband. Or God pushes me to be a better leader for my small group. Oh, la la. I'm successful. My small group grew from two people to four people. Or God pushed me with money. I like the idea God pushes me in the right direction. That means God provides in every area. Five years ago, I was invited for the very first time to preach in America in Dallas. Dallas is the Bible belt of Christianity almost in America. And God pushed me. Can you see the stage? Gigantic. Huge. Can you see me? Petit peu. Super small. Pastor Leo, where are you? Small. The French people. Capuche. And I like the idea. God pushed Joseph into the success area. And when you look at that picture a little bit closer, Maybe you can see something. Maybe you can see it. Let's go a little bit closer. And even a little bit closer. Yeah, I was sweating like endless, like rivers came out of my... That means when God pushed me, tell us America, new level. You always feel nervous because I've never done it before. In every area, every stage in the life of Joseph, he wasn't prepared for that. God just pushed him into a new grace zone. But God promised Joseph, I provide for every area, whatever it takes, I will give you the right success, the right key for your, for your life. What I like about that message is the cake base 
is just my foundation. But there are no miracles without obedience and favor, prosperity. They belong together like twins. You cannot separate them. Even if you try to separate, there is no way to separate two, these two things. And right now I want to pray for you guys. I want to pray for me as well. Because God pushes us into your new success area. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.